You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Hey there, Joe. How are you today? I am well, thank you, Richard. How are you? Yeah, I am pretty good. Thanks. Nice to be chatting again this, uh, what is it, Wednesday? Yes, um, yes. A beautiful sunny Wednesday. What have you been up to? <laughs> I thought I'd share with you uh, some competitive internet shopping that's happened in our family. <laughs> and okay. I'll have to take you back a little bit for this one. So um, my watch died, like it got a bit wet and the battery failed and something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I need a watch. I know there are people out there who like don't have a watch and that's just fine and they seem to function, but I don't function well without a watch. And so I thought, oh, I need to get a new one. Um, but I kind of at the shops, there's uh, the physical shops, there's like the cheapest sort of nice-ish watch you can get is around $100 or you go really bottom basement kind of uh, Kmart or, or somewhere like that. And I thought, and, and that hasn't worked out well in the past. And I thought, oh, I kind of need something around $30 to $50. Um, yeah. I might have to go to the internet. And if you know me, I, I don't really like the internet or internet shopping. And I was postponing this and not doing anything. And I had the idea at dinner one night to ask my family, who are confident with this sort of thing, um, all right, can you guys help me find a watch? How about I give you the brief and you go and find it on your devices and I'll choose the best one. (laughs) And what was amazing is that they just jumped at this. They thought this was so exciting. So I gave them the brief, you know, leather uh, strap and had to be analog with a second hand, had to have some glow in the dark things so I could read it at night. And within like four minutes, they had all had (laughs) these options to present (laughs) to me. And they were like lobbying for this is the one, choose mine. And... um, (laughs) Did it get right down into, and this is free shipping, whereas you're paying shipping? Yeah, yeah, they did all of that. This one, you can get free shipping. This one is slightly outside of your measurements, but this is much better. This one is stylish, this one. And so, um, I, yeah, it took me about like an hour going from screen to screen just to, because there was so much <laughs> writing on this decision. Um but uh, in the end, I went with Alex's choice, my oldest son, and uh, yeah, he was like fist pumping that I had chosen. <laughs> but what decided it for you? Oh, uh, it was hard. It just wasn't too techy, but wasn't too sort of uh, suave either. It was somewhere in the right zone, and I don't know. I, they're all good, but I had to make a choice. But um, yeah, I was. It was just a win-win all around because they had a great time, and I didn't need to browse on the internet. Um, <laughs> And it's just a bit of a family moment too. It's a That's family so moment. Good. Yeah. So next time I need anything over the internet, I'll just get my family members to bid. Yeah, <laughs> bid for the choice. <laughs> just to try and uh, win the 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 competition. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, what could you do this with? There are so many options. Okay. You can't do it with glasses. You've got to try glasses uh, yeah, on. Am I, I right? Know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But um, as a non-glasses wearer, that's where I first went, and then I realised as I was verbally processing, processing that you really do need to try glasses on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't buy a lot on the internet, so that's. Uh, but so next it's time, easy. It, next time the need is there, I'll ask them. And the watch is hopefully okay. arriving today. I'm I'm very excited. Oh, oh, it's on. So oh, that's great. That's my story. Competitive <laughs> internet shopping. Yes. Well, that sounds fun. What's well, uh, I um. A gradual change has been happening over my li- in my life over the last couple of years, and I'd like to name it publicly. Yep. I have gone from being a devoted, and I do mean devoted, pink lady apple, apple eater to I am now well and truly absolutely invested in the Royal Gala 
<laughs> and I feel like I'm a different person. We have t- <laughs> we have talked about fruit and vegetables before on this uh, podcast. I know. It's a real thing. I know. And the reason we're talking about this today is because just the other day I was just scrolling uh, ABC News and I was thinking in my head, I'm really going to enjoy a royal gala in a moment. Mm-hmm. And then the very next article I saw was, I'm not kidding you, tips for choosing, storing and eating apples. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, unfortunately, this lady is not in my camp of just a wholesale commitment to one breed of apple. Instead, yeah. she gives me a few interesting facts that I thought I'd share. Yeah. So, firstly, an apple can remain crisp and crunchy for up to a year after it has been picked. Wow. Which concerns me for how old some of the apples I must be <laughs> eating are. Um, secondly, apples are picked from February to June, but – the timing of the apple being picked is key and different varieties get picked at different times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So gar- gala apples are picked in February, whereas the pink ladies are picked much later. To, um, they come off the tree much later mm-hmm. is the technical phrase, right. um, being harvested in May. So her main thing, of course, as a true apple aficionado, she said, you must know when the apple is being picked and picked at the fr- eight, the freshest apples you can get your hands on. Wow, yeah. So essentially this lady is going against me, which is, I would say, wholehearted devotion to the gala mm-hmm. and you'll have no regrets. But she would say galas were done in February or <laughs> right. maybe March you could have gone there. If you are eating anything other than the pink lady right now or probably other breeds that are coming yeah. off the tree. Now, you've, you're probably, probably way off. So she wants you to, like, interrogate your fruit seller to find She out. wants you to, yeah, she wants you to be committed. So, for instance, if you're a Fuji person, they're popular for their sweetness and crispness, they're picked in March. Red, <laughs> delici- Red Delicious, picked in February. Yeah. But Pink Lady, which is, here's another interesting fact, first cultivated in Western Australia mm-hmm. in 1973 by a man called John Cripps. Oh. There you are. <laughs> so many fun facts. So have you got this printed out on your uh, fridge uh, and stuck to your fridge or something now? Or, or you're, no. you're still the dedicated Royal Gala? I'm absolutely ignoring the expert in this one and <laughs> I'm, commi- I'm committed to my Royal Gala. But for the sake of our podcast listeners, I'm going to share the link to this article because I did find it informative and, um, yeah, it teaches you how to store your apples as well. So, so the question everyone wants to know, Joe, is why the Royal Gala over the Pink Lady? I, I don't know. It's just a deep feeling inside that I'm doing the right thing when I eat it. <laughs> That's, it's just yummy. That's what we've. That's all you're going to give us. The deep feeling inside. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Intriguing. Anyway, moving on to the scriptures. What have you been reading? Yes, I've been uh, reading Jeremiah at the moment, yeah. uh, and uh, came across a great little section in chapter 17. Now, I, mm-hmm. whenever I read Jeremiah, I get a bit overwhelmed because it's big and I get lost. And um, one of my projects this year is trying to get a bit more of a handle on it, but. Um, mm-hmm. um, Jeremiah 17, verse 5, just came across some yeah, striking verses. Uh, I'll read them. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Uh, mm. Oh, this is linking really nicely into uh, your apple introduction, Joe. 
Um, it's almost like we planned it, but we didn't. <laughs> and your, and your uh, rural uh, heritage. Um, yeah. But uh, I just, it struck me because that language of trusting in man or trusting in the Lord, it's just a really neat contrast there. And um, I think we've all felt that temptation to put our trust in humans in some way, mm, um, mm. Uh, human people, human institutions, um, the promises of this world of advertising, of um, materialism. Um, but this is just very plainly putting it out that that's a bad way to go. Um, it's very close or synonymous with our heart turning away from the Lord, and it's mm. and it's uh, not a pathway to prosperity. It's a like a bush in the wastelands, uh, in a salt when a salt contaminated um, area of the country. But the contrast is the one who trusts in the Lord, uh, mm. which you know, reminds us of like Psalm one, I think, or um, oh, it reminds us of so many other places. Trusting in the Lord, confidence is Him, is in Him, and the comparison there is like a a healthy tree with deep roots, you know, drawing out water, even if uh, there's a year of drought. So, mm. um, I yeah, think, that uh, not yeah. fearing in verse eight that it does not fear when heat comes. Mm. I think that really jumps out at me because um, the heat, uh, taking it out of the metaphor of bless, like the the tree in the Christian life, when you face hardship, I would say that that's heat and. Um, but knowing that, oh, actually, my roots are, are are deep, sunk deep into God. I don't need to be fearful here. I, fear, I can fear God rather than fear these circum- difficult circumstances. Yeah, that's mm. right. It gives some um, confidence um, mm. for when the hard times come. That trusting in the Lord is is the way to go. That'll bring you through. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was just uh, challenged there to um, keep putting my trust in the Lord, um, mm. not in humanity. And, um, yeah, uh, kind of a joy and a hope with that. So there you go. Um, great time of spiritual enrichment from deep in the book of Jeremiah. (laughs) Yes. Because sometimes I feel like you can have an, I can have a impression of Jeremiah that it's just, it's just too hard. Mm. How do I access this? But Mm. that, that's very, yeah, I remember to, I'm being reminded to just keep reading it. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So that's um, yeah, some Bible reading from me. And Joe, mm. what have you been thinking or reading about? Uh, yeah, this yes. Week? Well, a few weeks ago it would be now. When did we run that justification big ideas night? Back, back, back a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, around HBC March and, or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, big ideas nights for anyone who doesn't attend HBC are a evening where we look. The maturity team looks to teach on a particular doctrine or topic, uh, really dig deep into God's word, grow in maturity, really be pushed, um, and as well do some application mm. of a, a key um, doctrine or topic. Um, would that be a right summary? Yeah, yeah, think? perfect. What, what would you add? No, yeah. no. Anyway, so uh, we we tackled justification, um, one of the key doctrines you've got to get your head around as a Christian, and it was such a great night. And you recommended a little article uh, by Martin Luther. Mm. The two kinds of righteousness, and I was keen to read it, and have just read it um, in the last couple of days, and I've really enjoyed it. Oh, great! Um, part of the reason I really enjoyed it is because I've also started, um, restarted. I'm going to be honest. A biography that I started ages ago on Martin Luther. Oh yeah, cool. Um, by Eric Metaxas. So Eric Metaxas is famous for writing that Bonhoeffer mm. biography that lots of people have on their shelves. It's kind of got like minty green cover. Yeah, but he's written this biography on Martin Luther and I got about halfway into it <laughs> and then just couldn't 
continue. Yeah. Um, and I, so I've restarted it on the holidays and I think that's been good for me to just go back to the beginning. Yeah, cool. But it woke up my mind to the real person who was Martin Luther mm. and obviously Metaxas loves Martin Luther. So I, some of his stuff I'm like, eh, I'd weigh that. I don't know, <laughs> I'm not sure. But it's actually I've found it really informative, really interesting so yeah. far. Um, but back to the two kinds of righteousness, I would recommend anyone could read have a read of this and it would not take you long i read it and reread it mm-hmm. um and it was it was easy reading for someone who i wouldn't consider myself to be a really easy reader yeah. um mainly because you your goal is to just let it wash over you and just to enjoy what you can take out of it in the beauty of the language because yeah. it's different language but the th- two things that jumped out at me the first i would love to talk about because i just think it's it's just so beautiful oh i'm looking forward um, to it. tell us about it joe yeah he jumps into um, Philippians 2, which is, of course, all about how Jesus did not consider equality God, with God something to be grasped but took on a, the form of a servant. and all, It's a very familiar passage to many, including me. Mm-hmm. And he uses this language that is just, I sat and read it and thought, oh, I love Jesus more because I'm reading mm-hmm. this. And so I'm just going to read it to us yeah, for right. a little moment. Here we go. Moreover, for our sakes, he became as one of us and took the form of a servant. That is, he subjected himself to all evils. And although he was free, as the apostle says, of himself also, he made himself a servant of all, living as if all the evils which were ours were actually his own. Accordingly, he took upon himself our sin and our punishment, although it was for us, that he was conquering those things. And although it was for us he was conquering those things, he acted as though he were conquering them for himself. Mm. And, oh, I just think I know these things. But the picture of Jesus living this beautiful life that he lived, mm. this, this life I would aspire to live, but in his in Luther's language, um, acting as though he were conquering my sins as um, for himself. Uh, that's just striking. Yeah. Wow, that is so mm. cool. Mm. So, And that was, yeah, spiritually encouraging for you to read it. Yeah, absolutely. What does it make you think? Yeah, I just um, I love the, the vivid language, the colour that just sort of breathes life into things that I've maybe become a little familiar with. Yeah. Um, and to hear it fresh from Luther, who was kind of contesting for these ideas in the 16th century, um, yes, is uh, just really refreshing. Yeah, uh, I get excited about things that I've maybe taken for granted. Yeah. Now here's a one that applies to us, mm-hmm. and I found this very rebuking. Um, so he's talking in the context of what does this righteousness we have from Jesus mean for our our godliness, our lives? Yeah, and he says. You are righteous that you may vindicate and pardon the unrighteous, not that you may only condemn, disparage, judge, and punish. For this is Christ's example to us, as he says, for God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And so he's painting this picture of we look at other people in their sin and we think, I'm not going to judge you and condemn you and punish you for that. Yeah. I'm going to show you Jesus. Yeah, uh, it's just such a beautiful application of the fact that we have been given Christ's righteousness. Yeah, it's such a human thing to be so quick to judge and condemn. Yes, He's saying yeah, that because of what Jesus has done, let's not jump into that. Let's 
yeah. Show them grace and mercy. Yeah, and it, it just you you think you should disparage and judge and hold yourself so loftily, but you you absolutely must not in view yeah. of on view of Jesus. So powerful applications coming through on a yeah that yes. reflection on the cross and the two kinds of righteousness. Yeah, I think if you if you want to grow as a Christian, why not read that little article? It's yeah, just for because you love Jesus more because of it. And totally agree. Pushed. Anyway, <laughs> we'll include the link for that at the end of the podcast. But also something new, Richard. Yeah, something brand new. I would like to hear from and uh, um, people who are listening to our podcast. Maybe you have a book recommendation. Maybe you'd like to tell me your favorite kind of apple. Maybe <laughs> you would like to just interact with us in any way. If you would, you can email homegrownfaith at hunterbiblechurch.org. We would love to hear from you and you can tell us all about what you are enjoying or things that you'd like to recommend coming onto the podcast. Yeah, totally. Mm, that would be fantastic. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, for I sure. I think it'll be fun to hear from who's, who's, who's listening. I agree. Mm. All righty. Well, that's all we have time for. That's all we have time for. This has been a great conversation about apples and watches and <laughs> Jeremiah and Martin Luther. Uh, really it's enjoyed chatting with you, Joe. And, uh, yeah, have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.